2: I'm very excited for this. We're going to see a wide range of emotions from four different individuals at four different times. Uh, If you don't know, welcome back from living under your rock. Um, The Knicks traded who we thought was their franchise cornerstone, Chris Stapps Porzingis. Um, A lot of moving parts in the trade. I am joined by the brothers, Ken and Greg Poon, Thomas J. Piccolo. And we are here to talk Knicks, so let's get it.
3: The New York
2: Knicks trade Christoph Porzingis, posting toes, and stuffing, again the crowd. Bow, 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 bow. Welcome back to Talking Knicks, one of the most in- anticipated episode in show history. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that now, following up whatever was that solo job I did earlier this week. Um, If you listen to that, bless your heart, and I appreciate you. actually got a lot of fun feedback from that. Today, a couple days later, we've gone through months of talking about losing streets, bad basketball. Is Trey Burke good? What what can we do as Knicks fans? And here we are today from what started as... (laughs) What was a tweet about, hey, Chris Stapps might not be happy. He might be traded. Five minutes later, he was traded. The Knicks receiving Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews Jr., DeAndre Jordan, a 2021 first-round pick unprotected, a 2023 top-10 pick protected. Dallas receives Chris Stapps Porzingis, the unicorn, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, the money gobbling low efficient corn Courtney Lee and Trey Burke um, in, a, in a deal that was the shock of the day and I'm um, let's go around the horn I will start as always with Ken Poon and Ken I think another thing we need to mention is we've been joking for a while that we've been going to do a drinking podcast which you know I think is one of those things that always sounds exciting and then it happens and then people listen and they go oh no but all, all of yeah. us have an adult beverage, so I'd like to hear your adult beverage, and and how you're doing, where you're at right now.
1: Yeah, so I think I think it's funny that you say that because we have been saying like the season's off the rails, like things are going poorly. Let's just let's just have one, and then this happened, and it was so out of the blue that now you know we just had to do it. So I am drinking uh, Kent Falls Brewing Co. Mm. and the aptly named. Some vague reassurance, everything's going to be all right, and I think that's, wow. that's what us as Knicks fans need right now. And so I, uh, I pulled it out of the emergency stash just for this,
2: this specific scenario. I love that. I had, I had a nice moment today. I, I kind of went into shock for a little bit, and it, it's funny the impact of sports. I just started singing Bob Marley's "Every Little Thing's Going to Be All Right," and my girlfriend was horrified. It looked like a scene <laughs> out of a it looked like a scene out of a scary movie. It looked like I was gone and I was just singing this Bob Marley's tune. Um, <laughs>
1: no, and the thing is, like, that's, I, I mean, I can't speak for the other guys, but I feel like that's kind of how it was for me, too, whereas, you know, there's a one tweet and then there's another tweet and then, you know, all of a sudden things snowball and go out of control and I'm just sitting there like, wait, is this really happening? Did this happen? Or, like, am I just in the twilight zone right now? But apparently it happened
2: sneak speaking of snowballing tom piccolo how are you doing brother what what are you sipping on how are you feeling my mans
4: jake i'm doing okay uh i will say i so i'm currently drinking uh, a double ipa from relic brewing company it's a small brewery in plainville connecticut we're keeping it local um okay. just in in hopes that they'll sponsor us someday one of these breweries we just keep name dropping them one of these days they're going to they're going to hop on the talking next gravy train. But uh, I got to say, I, I did as soon as I, not as soon as I found out, but shortly after finding out, I called my, my wife, Rose, and I, I just wanted to talk to someone. I was, I was home alone all day. I was working remotely, just sitting on the couch, reading tweets. It's, it's no way to live. So I called Rose and I, and I, I was talking to her and I said, listen, I guess she's asking how I was doing. I said, not so good. And I broke the news for her. I broke the news to her that Prozingus got traded and she said, Tom, I really thought one of your loved ones passed away. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like you scared me. What what are you doing? <laughs> so it, it put things in perspective a little bit. But uh it you know, it's a bummer. You uh you kinda nurture these uh, these players for, for years when that you start with them as a rookie and you kinda you get behind them and you root for them and, and you develop these these athlete fan relationships and it uh when they end this way it's weird
2: yeah it was uh <laughs> it was it was it was unbelievable let's be honest um let's to our anchor are you are usain bolt our closer mariano rivera trevor hoffman M- nador when he hit the game-winning shot sure. to end that season greg poon Greg, walk us through where you're at, what you're sipping on, some of your emotions today.
0: I'm drinking a Brooklyn lager. Drink, nice. Drink three every day to help keep me strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, I was distraught during the day. It's, it's funny because yesterday I was on the phone with my mom, and she was. I was like, she was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, watching the Knicks, and she's like, "They're like really bad. Why are you doing that?" Yeah, I forbid you from watching them because I don't want you to be miserable. So then I texted her today. and was like, hey, Mom, the Knicks traded their best players, so we don't have to watch them anymore. She was happy.
2: Yeah, Greg, so you you got me good last night. You sent a text and you said verbatim, LOL, the Knicks are playing tonight. Because <laughs> that's kind of where we're at. Like, oh, yeah, 10-game uh- losing streak, sure.
0: Two and twenty-three in the last twenty-five. I lost twelve straight at the Garden, eleven straight overall. Now,
2: Well, thank, thank God, we're mixing it up. <laughs> um, let's, um, let's, let's dive in, boys. And I, I, there's a couple different ways we can go about this. Um, I, I laid the trade out there. I'll, I'll say it again, because um, there were a lot of pieces. The Knicks are receiving Dennis Smith Jr., the point guard they passed on. To get Frank Nitty, we'll we'll talk a lot about him. Uh, Wesley Matthews Jr., who's a, a wing veteran in this league, he's an expiring contract. DeAndre Jordan, um, former rebounding champ, also an expiring contract. Uh, a 2021 unprotected first, a 2023 top 10 protected first round pick for for Porzingis. Tim Hardaway Jr. and his money, Courtney Lee and his money, and the Trey Burke show got thrown in there. Um, and let's, let's send it right back in the same order. Um, Ken, I want you to go your, I guess your initial emotions to where you are now. And I, I want to wait. I think it's a scale of one to 10 or a letter grade, but give me where you started and where you're at now.
1: So, I mean, I, I guess it depends on where we're, we're saying, where did I start? Cause like the first tweets were you had this meeting and he seemed unhappy and I was like okay whatever doesn't really matter he's at the end of the year he's he's a he's either a restricted free agent or he's accepting a qualifying offer which seems unlikely because uh he'd have to walk away from just a boatload of money which like people don't normally do so I was like that's not really a thing that's going to happen I'm not going to worry about it and then um about five minutes later there was another tweet from Woods that said the Knicks took away from the meeting that he seems like he wants to be traded. So it wasn't like he said he wants to be traded. He said he wants out like this is going to happen. I was like, I was trying to grasp onto that for a second and be like, okay, like he, he seems like he wants to be traded. Maybe he doesn't actually want to be traded. Uh, Maybe the Knicks are looking into this too much and they're just kind of exploring their options and nothing's going to happen. Then the next tweet was Knicks are, will be imminently, Completing a trade with the Dallas Mavericks for Kristaps Porzingis. And I was like, what? I feel like we skipped a whole lot of steps. This just happens moments ago. Like, how did they go from there to having a deal in place for Porzingis? Like, did they not talk to anyone else? Did they not, like, say, hey, Pelicans. Like, I know Anthony Davis wants to leave. Like, what if we throw you Porzingis and maybe a couple other things? Maybe he comes here. But no, they went to Dallas and got... Dennis Smith Jr., two expiring contracts. And and at the time, all we knew was there was some draft considerations. And I think they said first-round draft considerations. So we didn't know what it was yet. And it's like, I think we all assumed it was one first-round draft pick. We didn't know when. We didn't know, um, you know, from who necessarily. And I was like, that's not enough. That's just not enough for, for this guy who uh, I think Tom said he's coming out with a piece where he'll get it. He'll – he – you know, waxes poetically about it, but he's a unicorn, you know? He's 7'3", blocks shots, hits threes, and uh, he moves moves well for his size. And we got rid of him for a guy that Dallas was trying to unload because there wasn't a spot for him in the rotation. And, like, that just didn't seem like enough for me. Um, As more information has come out, you know, I've calmed down a little bit. I'm still not, you know – overly pumped with the return I think uh, we sold extremely low on this guy who you know is currently injured so if if he came back and played a little while maybe that's that's a risk for the Knicks maybe that's what they thought but I feel like we sold low low on this guy you know like he is a special special player in this league and like we got back Dennis Smith Jr. in expiring contracts and I guess we also unloaded some contracts but it is what it is. And, you know, as, as we got deeper into the day, I, I kind of have to figure that there's, there's more to this than uh, initially meets the eye. I know in their official press release, they said, you know, they're, they're still exploring their options as far as other things to do. So I have to believe that there's something else coming and this isn't kind of the end of the line. And, you know, I, I just don't know what, what else to say. I'm uh, a little frustrated, a little upset. Uh, Eh, that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah,
4: I think there's there's really two ways to look at what the Knicks actually got back in this trade, right? So it's it's who will be on the court, and then it's the potential for next year, the the cap space. So that's that's kind of a good way to to, to break it down. I think like Dennis Smith Jr. I liked him coming out of the draft. Um, I, I didn't necessarily think that Frank should have gone after Dennis Smith Jr. I thought that they were pretty comparable as far as prospects. They're very different, which makes them so interesting and will make them so interesting as complementary players. But I am still very intrigued. Like he, he's, he's a, a freak athlete. He can attack the rim. He can, I, I don't know. He can't really shoot that well, but um, I think better than Frank, which may not be saying much, um, but what I'm actually very interested in here is the, is the cap space that this has opened up. So obviously Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee were on the books for next season too. They're both gone. So the all the, the talk, all the speculation has been that the Knicks are going after these top-tier free agents. So your Kevin Durant's, um, your Jimmy Butler's, your Kyrie Irving's. Um, and so I guess my question to you guys would be if if they don't, hit on any of these guys, like if they end up with a, with sort of a second tier free agent, say like a Tobias Harris or a Chris Middleton, was, was this a complete disaster?
2: (laughs) Those those are some poetic words that ended with complete disaster. Greg, one thing I want to bounce off you that I, I think we have to come to grips with, because if it's not true, like you just can't get past it. I think when that initial tweet came out about Chris Stapps um, that the meeting didn't go well, I feel like that was either, I don't want to say a smear campaign, but I feel like the Knicks didn't, that didn't come out. And then two, an hour later they made a trade. Like I, I think that was, and that was, I saw that on Reddit a little bit. Um, and if any of you want to fight that a little bit, I mean, I guess you can, but I, I've, I've come to grips with it. I think there have been conversations going on for a little bit now. And that it wasn't just like, yeah, oh, well, the Mavs called. Let's rip it. Um, I could, But with the Knicks, you never know. Greggy, what what, what do you have on this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds right. I think they've been talking. And then today they met with Chris Dabbs and probably said, like, are you sure you don't want to be here? And then he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And they're like, all right. Bye, Felicia. Thank
1: uh, you. Next. Thank Thank you,
0: next. next. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they said. They didn't say bye, Felicia. Last year, they would have said bye, Felicia. Last year, yes. (laughs)
2: All
0: right. I mean, (laughs) initial reaction, I was was stunned. I got a text from Tom that said, whoa, before I knew what anything was. So then I had to go to Twitter, check it out. Mark Stein saying some stuff. I mean, we initially, when that first report came out, we were like, who cares? Like Kenny said, he's restricted. It doesn't matter. And then I read the ESPN article, like, before the trade, and it was like, it seems like the two sides are heading for a separation. And I was like, what? This is actually, this sounds like more serious than those two tweets indicated. And then it happened, and it was, it was mayhem from there. But, I mean, I think I'm going to be the positive guy on this pod, as I've said. So <clears throat> I'll, let, I'll let us get into it, but I'll save my positivity for the, for the show.
2: Yeah, and I I think the timeline is interesting here because I I was pretty aggressive on Twitter. I I came out, and you know it leaks out they're not happy with Porzingis, and then it comes out Porzingis isn't happy with the Knicks and he doesn't get their direction. And I was like, how do you not get their direction? A, you're the best player and you're broken right now. B, we're losing to get a better draft pick, and C. I mean, we're, we're trying to get rid of, we're letting money expire. Cantor's going to be off the book next year. Like that's the direction we're heading in. How do you not know that? Um, and then it comes out and the trade happens and it has that look like I just mentioned, like the Knicks just made a trade with the first person that called them. Like, which it, it looked like that. it seemed like there was a hotline, whatever number came through, was, oh, the Memphis, you're going to give us Conley and Gasol double trouble. Let's punch <laughs> it. Um, so that was frightening at first and then you kind of come to that realization and and i don't know if i want to pivot to tom quick because uh let's be on the other thing we have to do here is that if you're glass half full or glass half empty if you're a 50 percent, you have to realize that for some of these guys on the team you end up getting skewed just because you have to your fans you want it so I mean, some of the things we have to address is that Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to get paid good money for two more years to shoot 40%. We were, we'd been hoping for a little while that he was going to turn it around, maybe when Porzingis came back. Now we kind of have to put that hat on and be like, okay, hopefully Tim Hardaway Jr. just is what he is, and we kind of had to get off his money. The second thing that I think is really important that's developed throughout this was, A, the two first-round picks coming through, Um B, uh, the Chris Tapp situation and, you know, his brothers, his agent, and it sounds like this guy is going to be reluctant to re-sign anywhere and not hit the open market. So when you do start to put all these pieces together, I mean, it was it was frustrating at first because when it first came out, it said it basically everyone was saying, well, the Knicks have two open free agent spots. Come on down. And you're like – the Knicks haven't signed a free agent ever. Ever. Allen Houston, where you at? Anthony Mason. Shout out. Amare. Anyone who's listening to the wave. The- Kylo. Um so I think coming down from that now, I I think I know you want to be the positive guy. Um, but I, I think it, it's it's summed up best to to say it this way if you're gonna be glass half full, go with the hay. We've got Knox, Mitchell Robinson, Frank, Dennis Smith Jr., Alonzo Trier, and potentially seven first round picks over the next five years, um, including this year's, which can be Zion. So I guess if you're going positive zone, you know, we, we've, the books are cleared, we have some youth, we're gonna have more youth coming in. Um, I think this trade is still gonna be heavily decided by what free agents come to town. So, Tom, I don't know if you want to rip on THJ real quick. Um, I think maybe we'll save some of the free agent stuff for the voicemails we have coming up. Yeah, I'll say
4: one thing I'm not worried about is THJ coming back to bite us. Like him outperforming, <laughs> Absolutely. Him out-performing his, his contract in Dallas and, and Nick fans being like, oh, I can't believe we let him walk. I I don't see any reality where that's the case. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's not going to keep me up <clears> at <throat> night.
1: My- Absolutely not.
0: So I think one funny thing was, so <clears throat> earlier this week I sent a, a fake Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was, like, pretty bad. It was, like, something bad. And I was like, is this what we have to do to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr.? And Tom said, I think as long as you're not giving up five first-round picks to give up, get, get rid of Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr., got to do it. And now this happened. So
1: the Knicks did.
0: Yeah, they they yeah. read Tom's t- text message that they got from the NSA, and then <laughs> they they did it.
1: Yeah, yeah and I'm
4: I'm not worried no about that whatsoever. Um, I will say that regardless if you're looking at this half full or half empty, optimist or pessimist, like there's no question that this pushes the Knicks timeline down the road a little bit. Like Porzingis. <laughs> So 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 maybe if depending on the free agent situation, which we'll get to. But like, Porzingis was the best, most developed player. He was the the core piece that other superstore superstars would want to come play with, right? Mm. So now it's it's more of a start from scratch situation for any superstar who wants to come by. Like, they'd really have to corroborate with each other and and figure out what their plans were before coming over. It's not going to be and- like. At least an established star there right now.
1: And people don't do that, Tom. People don't coordinate and then go to other places. It's not something that happens in the <laughs> NBA. No, totally.
4: And I'm sure, it, I'm sure it will. But it's just having that existing core piece there um, is a nice starting block to have. And and Porzingis not being there, it, it pushes everything down the road. Now we're talking about yeah. 2021 unprotected picks, 2023 top 10 protected picks. And that's a long ways away for a Knicks fan base that is, is more patient than they get credit for. But at the same time, it is New York. Like they they're going to want to see some, a winning product soon. And, and this trade doesn't get them any closer to that unless some, some things, some uh, pieces fall into place down the road.
1: Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I have a question for you guys that I don't, we haven't talked about much and I don't really know that I've seen anyone talking about it much. Um, but, I'm just wondering now. What do you guys think Porzingis' play is here? Like, I don't, I don't understand what he's going for. Because he he said he would sign a qualifying offer with the Knicks, or he said he would sign a qualifying offer with Dallas, um, and that's what leaked to the press. And he told the Knicks he wasn't happy here. What's what's he going for? Was he was he mad that about how Melo got treated? Was he mad that his boy Billy Hernan and Gomez got traded? Um, I, I don't know if you saw, but the, his only tweet since the trade was he posted a video of him and uh, Doncic with a few emojis that was just like eyes open and then like a smirk. So wh- what's he doing? Anyone know? So he's signing a, the qualifying offer in
4: Dallas. So that means that he'll become an unrestricted free agent after next season. That's right.
0: That's what he yeah. said. <clears throat> so he says that, but the qualifying offer is one year for seven and a half million, whereas the max that Devin Booker signed was five years, hundred fifty-eight million. And if the cap goes up, it'll be bigger than that. And the cap's going to go up, so it'll be like five years, one hundred sixty something million. So but it,
4: it's really comparing that first year to that first year, which, I mean, is, the, still, which is still a big, a big difference for sure. But like he, Porzingis. He, we'll get those extra years when he's an unrestricted free agent.
1: He would. But he's he's injury, he's been injury prone, right? Um, He hasn't played a full season and like he's coming off an ACL injury. So like maybe if there was one guy I would not recommend taking the qualifying offer for, it's everybody, but him in particular as someone who has been injury prone and, you know, has a, you know, unique um, build that we don't know how healthy he can stay.
2: Ken, and I, I think that's the interesting point. I, th- I think you opened with Zinger and I, I think it's going to be... I think Kristaps played a game of chicken and I think he won. And I, I think what happened was, and I mentioned that the Knicks had talked around a little bit on Zinger, or I'm praying. I'm praying the Knicks talked around about Kristaps for Zingas. And I'm guessing there wasn't a huge market for Kristaps or value-wise there wasn't. And I think this just kind of perfect storm where zinger kind of kept being a brat a little bit in his camp as his brothers and they were doing a lot and i think the knicks kind of stumbled into this land where they're like you know what we can get a pretty good haul for this guy we can clear our cap we can build for something bigger maybe and let's be honest the risk here the mavericks have a lot of risk here they think they can convince Zinger to stay with Dirk and Doncic, which I think they can too, because I think he was playing a little bit of chicken. I think Listen, he's going to have to sign. I think he's going to have to sign that contract. A seven-three guy coming off an ACL injury, like there's there's a chance. I don't want to say he's injury prone, but I mean oh, yes. there's a, there's a chance his career can take a much different path. So I think he played a game of chicken. I think he kind of won, and I think the Knicks. <sighs> The Knicks have a chance to win this deal. It's going to be decided in free agency where this pick lands, this year's pick, which is just ping pong balls, and where the future ones land. So I, I think that's kind of where it's at. I think, Greggy, I know you were trying to hop in a little bit. If you've got something otherwise, Ken, I, th- I think we should jump to the, uh, the voicemails we got.
1: Anyone else got anything before we jump in?
4: Yeah, I, well, I just got one thing, and that's yeah. – uh, <laughs> I know we want to get to those right away. But it really does matter whether Porzingis is going to take the ex- uh, the qualifying offer or sign an extension, because that's going to determine a lot where that 2021 unprotected pick goes. Like, if Porzingis actually signs the qualifying offer and then leaves as an unrestricted free agent, that 2021 unprotected pick could be really good. This this yeah. map team doesn't have a ton of talent. Like outside Doncic, like Dennis Smith Jr. is one of their. Rising stars in my in my eyes, um, and Dirk's gonna be retired at that time. Harrison Barnes, like this this team is mm. is bereft of talent if Porzingis leaves. So I mean, it's a huge gamble that they think that they're gonna be able to retain him. And Jake, maybe you're right. Maybe he will sign an extension without accepting the qualifying offer. But I I don't know, man. Like that that you have to think that the Mavericks would put a protection on that 2021 pick. If they were nervous about Porzingis' extension,
1: yeah, and this is something that I say a lot um, to you guys. I don't know if I've tweeted out, but it's really easy to walk away from other people's money, and like, it's really easy to say you're going to walk away from it'd be like a twenty-five million dollar difference in that first year, and then potentially, you know, not having locked up the next four years and being, you know, having an injury risk. Like it's really easy to say you're going to do that. Actually, walking away from twenty-five million dollars plus four more years of thirty-plus million dollars, like I don't think that's as easy as people think it is.
0: Yeah, I mean it's only like eighteen million, but that's still
1: still. I thought, the, I thought the first year it was like thirty million, and he'd be making seven million as is. So. No.
2: No state oh, income. I, no state income tax in Dallas. I know. Because I was there. man, um, Ken, I, I, right. I think it's time to let him rip, Big Daddy. All right, we're going to jump into the voicemails. Here's the
1: first
3: one. Hey, this is Connor. I'm calling for talking to Knicks. And on my thoughts on the Porzinhos, something that I really don't like that was a result was the fact that the Knicks really don't seem like an appealing team to any free agent right now with players like kevin knox and dennis smith jr i really don't look at that roster and think man that's those are pieces i'd like to play with and form a great team so i think at this point scion is a must or another move but i'm uh kind of freaking out so uh yeah jake sucks
2: <laughs> Ooh, what was that at the end
3: i agree
1: with everything he said particularly that last point
2: Ooh. I've, I've, I've got a, a, a quick thing here. A, something I mentioned to you guys beforehand, we're not sure what the Knicks' next move is. Um, we don't know if DeAndre, Wesley Matthews, um, Noah Vonley, Emmanuel Moutier, if any of these guys are going to be flipped going forward and what kind of pieces they'd be flipped for. Um, the Knicks could also go deep end. If they think they can get these free agents, hey, I know this is insanity. I'm not saying this is anywhere near happening, but hey, what if you package a Dennis Smith Jr. in a Knox? Or where does that pick land? I mean, are you back <laughs> no, in Anthony not... Davis land? You know? I know yeah. that's insanity, but you wonder what the Knicks front office is saying. And my other quick hitter is the top three free agents who are great basketball players are borderline mental patients. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Ky- Kawhi Leonard's a robot that laughed his way out of San Antonio. Durant is hated by half the NBA, and who knows if he wants to if he wants to rebuild his brand by saving the Knicks. Kyrie thinks the world is flat, so that's 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 and why Kyrie I'm also, at all.
1: Kyrie also forced his way off of LeBron's team, just to throw that out there as well. As far as the Knicks being a free agent destination I think you know that that's a good point and what they're they're really banking on is two people have to agree to go to the Knicks because it's not going to be one person goes there and then like just decides to play with these teams or uh with the rest of the players on this team they're going to need two people to together decide they're going to the Knicks and I think the sell for them is like this is a pick your own journey right they have they have a bunch of um you know secondary players now and they need two stars to go with those guys and those guys can come in and say hey we want to bring in this other guy we have the pieces go out and get them so you know you can come in here you say you want to play with frank you want to play with dsj you don't want to play with someone else trade that person for something else and like you have those guys to use as pieces to get something else but like it's a risk because if if just one guy decides like I, maybe I want to go there, but there's not another person there. No one's gonna go there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be either all or nothing for the Knicks this summer. And, you know, in the end, if it's nothing, I still don't know that they're in a terrible position because they have all of these secondary pieces. And, you know, if if that happened and you had Chris Stapps, you would have had to lock Chris Stapps down with a a long term contract, presumably if he didn't take the the qualifying offer, which would have eaten up some cap space. So now you don't have that issue and like you can you can potentially play the game of boot it down the the road another year, sign a bunch of people on one year contracts and hope that it works out. So we'll see what happens. But I think the the hope is you have to get two guys and you have to, and those two guys have to be agreeing to come together.
0: Yeah. And Jake, one thing you're, you're talking about AD, but I feel like this summer, the Knicks are going to, if they got, they're going to try to go full Miami heat. 2010, 2011, where you just get three three people. And in order to trade for Anthony Davis, they're going to just say to the the Pelicans, hey, you can have every single player on our team and every single draft pick that you want from us, and we're going to bring in these other two guys. So they're just going to have three players, and then they'll just fill out the, the rest of the team with exceptions and minimum contracts, ring chasers. That's that's either the plan or the plan is to rebuild slowly with with the young guys and then (laughs) you know, which which isn't what we were planning on, but obviously it it it, it'd probably be a fine plan to be honest. We would hate it if we had to wait four more years until they were actually good at basketball. But trust the process, right? (laughs) Trust the process.
4: Those are definitely the two options. First of all, did we get the caller's name? By chance, Connor.
1: That was Connor.
4: That was Connor. Connor. Did we get his Twitter handle and
1: everything? No Twitter handle.
4: All right, we'll 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 get that. So, I I agree with Connor, but not necessarily for the same reasons. That the the Knicks don't seem like an appealing destination. I don't think it has so much to do with their roster. It's just what this whole episode says about the culture in New York. Like, is is troubling the fact that they couldn't convince a star player who they had since he was drafted. To stick around to like prove to him that they've built this competent organization with the coach and GM and president. Like it, it's really a, a, just a bummer that they couldn't get Porzingis on the same page after having years with him to prove it. You know what I mean? Like that's the the most worrisome thing is why would a free agent want to go to that? That that
0: kind of worries me. Yeah, and one fun fact that, that's been going around is the Knicks haven't signed a first-round draft pick to a second deal since Charlie Ward, other than David Lee signed a one-year deal after his rookie contract ended. That's, so that's Charlie a, Charlie wow. Ward was drafted 23 years ago after winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, that's that's not a very fun fact.
4: That is absolutely crazy that he won the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ken, I, I, I think I think we did a lot. You got VM two, voicemail two
1: coming up.
3: What's going on, guys? So, uh, just calling to uh, talk about the KP trade real quick. So, you know, Knicks trading trading KP is like trading. It's like the Yankees trading Judge. It's like it's like trading your firstborn son. It's uh no part of that is fun. Um, however, if he was really going to accept the qualifying offer after this season, then that changes a lot of things. Um, so, you know, if we get two first-round picks from that $75 million in cap room, it's January, but I guess the Knicks have to feel pretty confident about their chances of finding two max free agents. Um... But at the same time, I feel like there's a good chance I'll end up with like Tobias Harris and Marcus Hole and giving those two the max steals. Um, you know, we're trying to trying to stay off Twitter right now because no Knicks fan is rational. It's kind of similar to a lot of Yankees Twitter, um, but you know, seven three guy coming off a torn ACL, we got we got some some room to make some moves this summer i hate that we got to trade them but the deal itself out of it looks like we got two extra first round picks out of it could have been worse so that's my take on it i don't really know how it's going to play out yet but anyway all right thanks guys bye a pretty that was perfect analysis
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's yeah, that that's was, basically I, exactly how i feel you know as a knicks fan you just assume that you're getting Marcus and Tobias Harris. He's, yeah. he's
1: absolutely right. That's, and I think that's the worst case scenario. And I, 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 we joked a few weeks ago where I think Tom brought up a worst case scenario, and then I said that the actual worst case scenario was we blow all of our money on overpaying second tier free agents after we strike out on everyone, and that would be bad. But I think it's like I said before, if if we strike out on everyone, I have to hope that we we just give people a lot of money on one year contracts and go for it again the next year. Like we, I, I can't, I can't, if they sign second tier guys on long-term contracts, I'm going to freak out. I'm kind of
0: hoping that Contavious Caldwell Pope just signs really, really big one-year contracts way above his market value with, with teams that don't actually want him for the rest of his career. And he, (laughs) he just ends up, making like the most money of any, any
1: NBA player ever would be good. It'd be good.
0: It's
4: the most opportunistic player ever. That's good.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I think that that was a, a much more reasonable take. And I feel, feel like that's how I've, I'm getting more and more like, I'm not happy with it, but I'm getting more and more like, okay with it. Like, all right, this happened. Like we have some options moving forward. We have a lot of cap space. You know, we have these two, Two additional draft picks to to pet, potentially make make moves with, like, and I think now that he's gone, I think we could take off the rose-colored glasses on uh, Porzingis to use a phrase that Tom overused all of last season, um, and just like to be honest, he was he was pretty injury-prone, and he he wore down each season as the season went on, and uh, you know. Despite the fact that he's been in the league for three seasons, we just don't know really what what we have with him. So, I, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to talk myself into this whole thing. I don't know if I'm going crazy and uh, just trying to trying to make this whole thing work in my mind, but that's where I'm at right now. It might change in the next ten minutes. We'll see.
0: I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to when Frank gets traded. And you you take off the rose rose colored gla- glasses.
1: <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I don't know if that'll happen. Still love Danilo Gallinari, so. He, he's way better than Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer? You bite your tongue. <laughs> no,
4: nah, so I was thinking, I, I saw that tweet from Zach Lowe saying that maybe the the Knicks should have called his bluff, that he actually wouldn't have signed the qualifying offer, like Kenny's saying, that's just way too much money, and that he was just bluffing the whole time.
0: Um, d- do you guys think, I mean. So I. Yeah. I looked it up. It's twenty million in year one, and like I said, I mean, a hundred and ten million over five years.
1: <laughs> so, so one hundred forty million. Sorry. So it's thirteen million and the security of having that guaranteed contract as an injury. no, no, no. It's,
0: it's twenty-seven would be the million in the in the first year. Itself. Would it be the difference.
1: So twenty million is the difference. Seven uh, and a half
0: and a twenty seven and a
1: half. <clears throat> so a twenty million dollar difference and the security of having the other one hundred and forty million. Yeah. That that's a lot of money <laughs> to to just walk away oh, from. Geez. And like bet on yourself after having not played a complete season in the NBA in four seasons. Yeah. Three You got it, Tom.
4: Might have been worth the Knicks calling his bluff there, but I mean Who's to say? He, I mean, he could have signed a an extension and then demanded a trade. Um, we've seen players do that too with years left on their deal. So you know, it it's hard to say. We don't know all the the particulars of what the Knicks were going through. But I will. I'll confess something to you guys right now. I've I've had do enough. It. I've had enough of this relic brewing, Co. To tell you, I never liked Porzingis. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Yes.
4: Uh, it's coming out. But he, i mean—he he takes out. a lot of just contested long twos. He'd be po- he'd be sitting at the at the nail or at the elbow, just waiting for people to to hit him on the arm as he took jump shots.
1: Like the guy couldn't score over Marcus Smart. He's trash.
4: There you go. There you go. I'm—I mean, no. I I liked Porzingis' rim protection, but there were definitely problematic parts of his game. So let's not act like he was some like. Perfect basketball player here. He was he was
0: flawed like like everyone is. So like when he um, averaged one and a half assists in his his career high assist here, and I think part of that was Jeff Hornacek running the same play every single time for three years. And that play was
4: to sit at the <laughs> male, that male male. Male. <laughs> contested long twos while someone hit him on his arm. But yeah,
1: it was a good play. <laughs>
4: Two, two, uh, if Rick Carlisle gets the most out of Porzingis, I will be
2: heartbroken. Two, two, two quick hitters, and then VM three. I think. How quickly does the free agency plan go from Kyrie and KD to Eric Bledsoe and Tobias Harris? <laughs> I think that's a huge. I think that's a huge concern. Let's be honest. And I think I don't know if this is a hot take. This I, I had these as two things, but I'll combine them. This lottery becomes so huge. I think if we get a top two pick, I think it's appealing to free agents, and I think this whole train is leaving the station. If we don't get a top two or three pick, I can still include Morant in this, I think the Knicks might even trade it. I mean, what, what's Mike Conley worth? Um, what, what other players are available? I think, I think the Knicks front office, the expedite plan that everyone's been talking about, I think if those ping-pong balls land at four or five, I think you're going to see them trade that and try to bait in a free agent off of that. If it's top two, I think we are... There's a chance that the Knicks front office has done something beautiful if we get a top two pick. But it's just impossible to believe the Knicks front office has done something right until they do it. Boom.
4: Well, plus, I don't know that the results should really... like have the the full weight of of whether that's a good decision or not because like the odds are that they don't get a top two pick right like if you look at the the lottery odds right now right yeah um just they don't have the the odds to have a top two pick even though they have the worst they they have the best odds or i guess tied for the top three best odds at a top two pick but um it's still not sound decision-making even if they do luck into a top two pick like that's not because they made good
1: decisions i mean something tells me that the knicks weren't sold on porzingis um the new knicks front office because they didn't draft him and you know that deal happened way too quickly right so i feel like they weren't sold on him whether it was in his injury history you know the issues with uh his brother being his his mouthpiece Whatever it was, like, I get the impression they weren't sold on him and, you know, they were ready to move on. So maybe there's something there we don't know about. Not not great. But uh, let's move on to uh, voicemail number three here. Yo, talking
5: Nicks, What the hell is going on? I'm at work. I get a text. Ten minutes goes by and another text and things is gone. I mean, I guess I kind of get it if he get he was in the meeting and uh, said that he wasn't going to resign or whatever and they wasn't happy. But uh, you got to get KD and Kyrie or KD and Kawhi or – I don't know. Oh, yeah, and uh, Jake sucks.
1: What is this? No, they're right. They're, he's right. You got to get KD – Kyrie,
2: Kawhi, Jake sucks. Where do we find these people? I've never yeah, heard think... that phrase before, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think we kind of just did that question. I think
1: I think we talked about the free agents a little bit. I think the, the big part about that is his, his story was the same as ours, right? Like he was at work. He got a text from a friend. Ten minutes later, he got another text from a friend and it was over Kai, or uh chris Dapps was gone it's like i feel that man
2: i feel that i have one bill simmons take that i'll let out in my creepy bills bill simmons voice that i think was mentioned last voicemail is there any chance that this trade hurts a little more because chris taps is literally larger than life um like the guy mentioned before that he was kind of our aaron judge and he he kind of was. He's this seven three guy, and we we owned him. He was ours, um, and maybe we did fantasize a lot of stuff with him. Well, <laughs> I don't <laughs> got to put the whiskey down. But um, <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. I I think I think that initial shock that did hit everyone with how it played out is a little bit to do with the fact that he is just a larger than life creature and not a six six scoring guard that we fell in love with. You know.
1: Yeah, he, he's the unicorn. Like he's a he's a very he's the tallest guy in the NBA. He shoots threes. He blocks shots. Like the NBA has never seen a guy like this. So yeah. it is what it is.
0: Yeah, and he's to- he's a he's a potential superstar that the Knicks actually drafted. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, he was ours. VM four. VM four
5: reacting to the Chris Paul English trade. Now I'm kind of mad at. The next management. I mean, of course, Chris Tass is right. We suck. We're about ten, eleven, and whatever now. And I want, I want to go watch their game in Charlotte at home when they actually came back and won. I mean, it would have been better if Chris Tass was there, but I mean, he's right. We suck. He wanted to be traded, and I don't get why everybody else is mad. But you know, it is what it is. I love Chris Tass, and good luck to the Mavs. All right, bye. Thanks.
0: Was there a question, or he just said, we suck, <laughs> we suck, I think that's a Mavericks
1: fan,
4: I'm pretty we, sure. Was that one of
1: Dallas
0: friends? I
4: think, that I think was, it, was, it
1: was just a comment. Uh, he gets it, Chris stops, Chris stops that the Knicks suck, and they do.
0: That was, that was Allen Iverson. We, we <laughs> suck, we suck, we suck.
2: <laughs> did, I, did I black out and call that when I was driving today? I don't know. I mean,
1: um, he, he was, was at one of the Knicks wins, though. He was at one of the Knicks 10 wins this year. <clears throat> That's a lottery. That's good luck. Special. That guy was right too. The next two suck. (laughs) Special. Last one. Last one, and then I think we have a we have a Twitter one too.
2: Okay. Hey,
5: uh, this is Kelvin Leon from Chattanooga, Tennessee, calling in about the Porzingis trade. You know, I sat there and thought about it. Like, yes, you know, we lose. You know, the future of the Knicks or whatsoever. But you guys sit there and think about it. You get those two first-round draft picks and, you know, the appeal of Dennis Smith Jr. and stuff. But do you think that that will somehow attract Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving to the Knicks next summer? I think that people, you know, a lot of Knicks fans are upset. You know, I'm upset because the potential Chris has had. But there has to be a lot of, you know – a lot of how do I put this? Like confidence that we land someone big, but with the current roster, how do you sign someone big with with the roster that we have now? I mean, you have Kevin Knox and all that above. What do you guys think? Who should we who should we shoot for, and how do we get them? Love you guys. Love
1: the show. I love Kelvin Leon. I love him. I don't. I don't know about you guys. I I love that guy. Now the feeling uh, is
4: reciprocated for sure. Yeah. Mm. yeah,
1: I mean, just listening to that voicemail, like I feel relaxed. I think it's just the 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 tone of his voice or the the southern drawl. I don't know what it was, but I feel better.
0: I think uh, a lot of it had to do with the the call before. <laughs> 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 it's like compared to that, this is really um, nice.
2: I I think it's a semi encompassing answer for that voicemail, and and some I've been touching on is that. I think if we trusted the Knicks front office, we would love this trade. We would be talking about how we have the two cap, we have the two max spots, and we have these young assets, and we have moves. We could do flexibility. We could do this, that, and the other. But because we haven't seen that in two decades, it's hard to believe it. So hopefully these new guys have it figured out and we're taking a step in the right direction. But uh, I, I mean, everything Leon just said like was was pretty spot on man
1: yeah and i think so the question the question that he asked that you know maybe we haven't touched on is like who do we go after like i think i think we've named all the big guys but who are the ideal guys that we go after and can we make it happen and i know we've texted a little bit today that uh kind of the big names are we're hoping for KD, Kyrie, and Kawhi are the big three. And then after that, there is Jimmy Butler and Kemba. And Clay, like, And Clay. So what? which of those guys can we get when – which of those guys are we targeting? Like, obviously we're targeting, I think, KD and Kawhi, KD and Kyrie. I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah.
0: I mean, and to answer his, his question, who wants to play with this team, it's, it's really up to two guys wanting to be – play with each other
1: i think yeah so they're they're not coming here to play with the with the nick surrounding cast which which isn't i mean it's not good but it's certainly not as bad as we've seen
0: in the past you know you have dennis smith jr kevin knox frank mitch
1: people with potential it's the opposite of what happened when we got uh, carmelo and amari and then amari went down like that team had no one surrounding the big guys now we just have a team of surrounding pieces waiting for two big guys to come in. Right. Tom, Jake thoughts on, uh, who we should be targeting here. DeMarcus cousins. Smart.
0: <laughs> Bug night. He might, he uh, might get the, he might get the one year max if it fails. The plan fails. Yeah. Get the KCP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll take a little KCP right now. Um, I don't know, a couple quick hitters. Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard would be some of the prettiest basketball with some of the worst post-game interviews ever. Um, and, and I just don't know. Oh, this, this is my only wild card thing that I, I, I told you guys before that nobody really cares about. But if I told you, if I told you to give me two or three NBA player comparisons to what Mitchell Robinson would be, who's one of those players?
0: DeAndre DeAndre
2: Jordan. Jordan. So, I mean, again, there's there's a couple little things in this trade that if we trusted this Knicks front office, we'd be going, we got the two max spots, we got some picks. DeAndre Jordan could coach up Mitchell Robinson because they're these two guys that are supposed to have the same game. There's a lot of optimism that can be behind this, but we're not going to know until July if this was a good move or a mad move.
1: And I mean, the thing, the thing about the DeAndre Jordan thing is, like, maybe he comes here and he wants to stay. But I don't know if he's going to be here through the season. And if he is, yeah. he'll be here for, what is it, a third of a season left? It's so like maybe he has some time to, to coach up uh, Mitchell Robinson, and that'd be great. Like I, I'm not expecting it. I'm expecting the Knicks to turn him and Wesley Matthews into something else, whether it's a second-round pick or just anything. Um, I I don't know if it was on the broadcast or before the broadcast, Greg was saying that the problem is anything we send out, we need to take back expiring contracts with it. So it's tough to find a team that's, you know, competing for a playoff spot where those guys would help them and will, and has a, has dead money to match with us and is willing to give up a second round pick. But I think that's probably what the Knicks are going to end up shooting for.
2: Yeah. Well, Fellas, we we circled around a lot. Um, yeah, I got one I,
1: more one more Twitter. Uh, Twitter message. question. That's
2: right. Excuse me. Twitter question. Hit it.
1: All right, hold on. Let me let me open up Twitter here. Sure. All right. This is from Braden Beck at B twenty three Beck. Yeah. So it's, at first, I didn't know how I felt about the trade, but I think I've come to the conclusion: KP just didn't want to be here anymore. So why should we get so burnt up about it? Now we can try to look forward to this rebuild with much more flexibility. And so I I answered him briefly and I said, I think the reason that I was so frustrated is I think we sold low on him. Like this is a guy who is currently injured, hasn't played in just about a year. I think it was a year and like a week from now or in a week from now, it will have been a year that he got injured and we sold him for, essentially Dennis Smith jr. Um, a couple first round picks again at the time we didn't know it was two first round picks and salary cap relief. And like, it's, it's okay. It's an okay return, but you know, for how much he meant to this franchise for how much, you know, he was a homegrown talent. It just didn't feel right. But you know, like I said, it's warming on me. I'm not feeling great about it, but I'm not as angry as I was at the time this was announced.
0: I think the the funny thing about the return, and the, the funny thing about the what what went out, is that Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, DeAndre Jordan, and Wes Matthews are, are all just numbers. They're not. We don't even think of them as the actual players. Like we got DeAndre Jordan, that, but we don't care at all that we got DeAndre Jordan. He's literally <laughs> he's, he's a twenty-two million dollar, like big time big man,
1: who we don't care at all about yeah he was he was filler and like and uh, again i don't know if this is on on the pod or pre-pod but tom was saying like i think our on the court team right now is better than it was when we started the day which i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing i think it's a bad thing actually
4: i think it's a bad thing yeah i mean I, i mean tim hardaway jr was not helping this Knicks team win any games like they were he was terribly inefficient. He was the worst defensive player on the team, aside from Knox, who's still learning how to play basketball. Um, and, you know, DeAndre Jordan and Wes Matthews can can play. Like, they're going to probably help the, this Knicks team win some games that it maybe doesn't want to win. But here's, and the only solution is going to be to play more canter.
1: Ooh. Here's the question, though. Are these guys going to play, or are they going to get the Courtney Lee, Lance Thomas – and his canter treatment where they're expiring contracts. And they're just going to throw them at the end of the bench.
4: These names are bigger than Courtney Lee though. Like Deandre Jordan was all NBA two seasons ago, maybe three seasons ago. He's not going to, he's not going to want that at least. So it's going to be a bizarre atmosphere in the, in the locker room. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Kenny. I don't know if these guys are going to get minutes or if they're going to be shuffled off before the trade deadline. Um, We'll see. Or if they bought out. I have, I have no idea.
2: DeAndre Jordan and Enos Cantor. We got two of the best centers in the league, fellas.
1: That's <laughs> funny. If you combine them, you would have probably the best center in the game. Like, if you had Cantor's offensive game and Jordan's, like, athleticism and defense, that's a great player.
2: Yeah. I, uh, Let me
1: ask you guys this. Sure. How much would you love to see DeAndre Jordan and Mitchell Robinson on the court at the same time?
4: Not a ton. That doesn't Not a do ton. Do. <laughs> that doesn't do a lot for me, actually. I would find that wildly
2: entertaining. In nineteen ninety six, it'd probably be badass. <laughs> Twin <laughs> Yeah, we'd have shirts with them on it. Um <laughs> God, that's tough. Um yeah, I, I think we're I, I think we're hitting uh the area we kind of want to land in it. Let's, I want to go around the horn. Let's get some some final tidy closing thoughts and then a, a letter grade. I'll, I'll bat lead off. I'm going full. It depends if you're glass full or glass empty at this point. Um, if you're glass full, I think you say, we cleared up our cap situation. We have some young pieces and we have picks in the future, which we haven't been able to save for a long time. And if we hit with some free agents, we can be in a really special place. I think if your glass is half empty, you say, "What free agent in his right mind would sign here? How can you trust our front office?" And like we might be ruining our lottery chances this year. And Chris Stapps can burn us. Um, I think that's just
4: glass empty. I don't think there's half
2: water in that. <laughs> that that was that was an empty glass. That was an empty glass. But no, I I think I think the half empty there would be that it is. We've mitigated risk to a degree with the financials, um, which you can't say that with the Knicks a lot. And you do have those picks. Worst, worst case. So, I mean, with that mitigated risk, which is a term I've never used in my life, but I've saved it for now. Um, I'm, I think, I think Twitter's going to be disappointed with my fire I had earlier. I'm going to give it a B minus right now. I think there's a chance. What? I think there's a chance this trade could lead to some good things. I think there's a chance this trade could make us look pretty dumb, but we're the Knicks, and at least we have picks in cap space if we're going to look dumb. No. Who wants it?
0: Greg.
1: No, no, no. Uh, let's go to Kenny. <laughs> so my – I mean, my thoughts are – and I told you guys, I just got a Christoph Porzingis jersey for Christmas because – they're not going to trade Kristaps. He's going to be on the team. He's the one guy we know is going to be on the team. So my uncle got me a Kristaps Porzingis jersey, and now he's gone. Um, in terms of grade, I'm going to give this a D plus. Right? We're we're moving on. Like you get to go to the next grade, and maybe things get better for you. But like, it, it, it's not great. You you're you lost you know, a key piece and kind of the only piece that we had going that we thought was that that was ours and it hurts and it's not great, but you know, you didn't, you didn't flunk it. So you're moving on. You have some things to work with. Maybe next year gets better, but for now D plus with the hope that in the future, something happens.
2: Tom, Greg's the anchor. You know that.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I think
4: one thing we probably haven't talked enough about is the Dennis Smith Jr. piece of this. Yeah. Like, I I think he's really good. I I mean, not not really good. I think he has the potential to be really good. And right now, he's a solid young point guard. Like, you think about where De'Aaron Fox was last year to where he is this year. Um, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is 21 years old. I'm looking at the B-ball indexes. We have a player similarity tool. Um, He... He graded out offensively, very similar to a young Victor Oladipo, which is interesting to me. Hmm. Um, another guy who took some years to develop. So I'm I'm more bullish, I think, on Dennis Smith Jr. than some of you guys are. And I think he could be a really good piece going forward. So keeping my fingers crossed for that. With that said, um, I don't think the Knicks used all their leverage that they had here with the qualifying offer and, uh, and the – you know, the likelihood of Chris Epps actually taking that. I'm going to give this a C minus and just give the condition that hopefully they sign someone. I'm just not all that optimistic about signing free agents, you know, based on history and reality. it just doesn't feel like something I should be hanging my hat on here. So I'm going to give a C minus and probably that's even a little optimistic.
0: Gregoire. war. Uh. Wow. You think C-minus is optimistic?
4: So, yeah, I wasn't as good of a student as you guys, though. <laughs> uh,
0: so one thing I've thought is if the Mavericks called up the Knicks and offered Dennis Smith Jr. in two first-round picks for an injured Chris porzingis straight up, I don't think the Knicks hang up immediately. I think they they hang up eventually, but I think they would think about that. Would you, Jake, what do you think of that?
2: They'd hear it out. I I think, I I think normally you'd assume no, but with all the extracurriculars with Chris Stapps being displeased for the past two years, I think that's, that's the part of the conversation. You listen and then you hang up.
4: Yeah. The, yeah. the argument there is just that coming out of trades, you typically want to have the best player in that trade. Like that's how basketball games are won or with the best players. So Porzingis being the best player by a wide margin in that trade would probably lean me towards saying no. Um, but but maybe you don't hang up immediately. Go go on. Yeah,
0: I mean, three first-round picks, essentially, for Chris Depps is a decent haul. And then we're factoring in, me guys, we've been talking to each other about how to get rid of Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway <laughs> Jr. since... Tim Hardaway Jr. signed his contract. That is is a true statement. We were like, oh my God, this guy has a player option for a fourth year.
1: He's making $18 million. Can I jump in real quick and say Tom and I listened to last year's preview pod and Jake was higher on THJ. No one was high on him, but Jake was the highest on THJ.
2: Here's what I'll say. Quick defense before sending it back to Greg. Look what THJ just netted us. We did it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> we got oh. it.
4: Other, quick defense, other quick defense, Kenny and I don't just watch, listen to
2: old Talkin' Knicks episodes when we hang out with each other. So <laughs> tough <laughs> luck. THJ just netted us two first Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So, Greg, straighten these boys up.
0: Yeah, that's a good deal. I mean, the cap space is clear. If we don't land anyone, we, we go the first, the, the, the sign one-year, big one-year deal approach. You don't have to pay Dennis Smith Jr. for, for another two years. Uh, Frank will be making the minimum at that point. Uh, <laughs> you don't have boy. to you don't have to pay Knox for another three years. So I mean, you you got two to three years for this to work out. I mean, obviously you want it to work out this offseason. Ideally, you go full Miami Heat. You offer every every single player on your roster for Anthony Davis. Then you, then you hope two other guys are willing to come for the max or, or just about the max. I mean, I don't know that the double max would still be there at that point, but what's the difference between $35 million and $38 million? I, I, may, I also just made up those numbers. But.
1: No. So, so you go. No, I mean, I, want, I wanted to move on. I don't know if you were done. I had one last comment. You, before you don't
0: know about. if I was done giving my grade before I gave my Uh-oh. grade. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's brotherly love. Sorry, man, I drank a beer. All right, I I'll give it a B.
0: I mean, I'm not. I'm obviously not going A plus. We traded our best player. I'm not. I'm not pumped about it, but I'm telling you, Dennis Smith Jr. and two first round picks. And we got rid of the two guys we've been trying to get rid of. If Chris Stapps is serious about the qualifying offer, then, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll find out this summer, not only because of the qual, because of the free agents, but also because of the qualifying offer. We'll find out the actual grade, obviously. That's a, that's a big punt by me, but I'll, I'll give it a B for now. But we all know that this could either be really good or
1: really bad in the future. Time will tell. So I guess my question for you guys is what does the Knicks lineup look like now? And like oh, I guess more no. more more particularly too soon. With D S J coming in, what does that mean for Emmanuel Moudier? <laughs> are how we many, trading him?
0: How many players on the Knicks are, are gonna get traded for a second round pick at the deadline? Hopefully, say, hopefully two.
1: Yeah. I'd
0: say I
2: almost I, I can't stomach this conversation.
1: Yeah, like who on? All right, I'm gonna just quick. I'm gonna go through the roster, and you tell me if they're gonna be there on the at the end of the season. Okay. All right. Manuel Moutier. Yes. Hope yeah. not. But yeah. Nobody wants him. Dennis Smith Jr. Yes. Yes. Oh, for
4: sure.
1: Frank Ntilikina.
4: Yes. Mm, yeah.
1: Yes. Alonzo Trier will be because we can't trade him. Yes. Damian Dotson.
0: Yes. Yes. Unless somebody wants him, then, then no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wesley Matthews Jr. No. no. Kevin yeah. Knox will be. Nice. Yes on, on Wesley Matthews? No, no. Let's keep it running. Kevin Knox will be. Yeah. Mario Hazonia, probably not tradable. Yeah.
2: Nobody wants him. Yeah.
1: Lou Cornette, probably.
2: Our best yeah. player.
1: Uh, Mitchell Robinson, probably.
2: Yep.
1: Noah Vonley. No. I think, yes. I
0: think this opened the cap space for now. You know, you got the, the huge space, and you're like, maybe we can just. Yeah, we could just keep this guy if we want to so You can just okay. pay overpay Noah
4: Vonley instead of. <laughs> <Andy>. <laughs>
0: smart that's smart. what the uh, why do you think we cleared up space tom
4: <laughs> I don't want to know greg
0: i don't want to know <laughs> deandre jordan no he can't yes. be on this team deandre jordan cannot be on this team at
4: the end i, the I tweeted that little thing about him being very close friends with kevin durant they're like best friends from team usa or something um i may, maybe you could sign him to something reasonable and have him recruit kd that could be that could be fun
2: yeah. I have a weird feeling That's... the Knicks front office believes in the DeAndre Jordan Mitchell Robinson connection. Yeah. That's my life. It'd be fun. Enos Cantor. No. 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 He's, he's gone. He's
1: still he's on the team. I can't <laughs> believe he's made it this far. That was the biggest problem with this trade is that the at the end of it, Enos Cantor is still on our team.
2: Is he? Lance
1: stop? Yeah, I mean, last we will be there. He's a player Uh, coach. That's it. That's everyone. Everyone except for the two ways, which are Isaiah Hicks and Kadeem Allen. Okay. Probably
2: the best player in the Knicks now.
1: Yeah, he'll be starting.
2: Get your Kadeem Allen jerseys uh, at places where jerseys are sold. Boys, um, you know what? This is going to be – well, until we see free agency and how the ping pong balls drop – This is going to be one of the bigger episodes of Talking Nicks. There is, um, for everyone that called in, thank you so much. Um, everyone that was tweeting at Talking Nicks and myself today, um, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's why Twitter's cool. Um, just I I had a couple people just screaming at me like, yo, pot. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. So thank you guys so much for your support. If you could leave a five star review, we appreciate that. Um, follow all these guys on Twitter. At Greg Poonix, that's not his Twitter name. Um, what is your Twitter name, Greg? At GP Smooth, GP Sweaters.
0: That's no, at the real underscore GP, but you, you don't need to follow me on Twitter.
2: You might like it though. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't,
0: I don't tweet Nick stuff. I tweet from the Talking account.
2: Yeah, that's true. Follow that. Um, Ken, you're on there.
1: Um, uh, I, I don't have a separate Twitter account anymore. I have at Talking Nix and at Talking Nix Pod. A tweet from yeah. at talking Next Pod if it's something that's too juicy to to pin on the rest of you guys.
2: I'm hyping up both your Twitters and you both bailed. Tom Piccolo, <laughs> B-Ball Index, Senor Swag, at Tom Piccolo. It's got to be something like that. I saw it, it today. It's
4: pretty close. It's at Tom underscore Piccolo. Well,
2: so just, you just know follow. Just follow that. You know, what? don't even. No, um no. do. at the same time, <laughs> no, do. do. Tom, Tom, Tom's got some really fun stuff out there between, um, his articles and just just tripped walking today. LOL. Good tweet, Tom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Um, try to be optimistic. It's tough. If you, that I think if you want to be mad at this trade, you're right to be, if you want to be happy and optimistic with this trade, you have the right to be. Um, which honestly, in Knicks land, those are better odds than we normally have. So for the talking Knicks team, I am at talking Jake, Jake Storelli. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I normally end it with a let's go Knicks. I, I don't know. Let's go <laughs> Knicks. Knicks tape.